I, I thought you were going to ask from the front or from the back. That too. They yeah, talk okay. about that too. I, like, honestly, I, I think mm -hmm. it's a no-brainer. Like, if you go back to front, why? And just who hurt you that you're okay doing that? But let's talk about, like, yeah, sitting we, down or standing mm -hmm. up. Because mm -hmm. I want to know, I want to know mm -hmm. the mechanics of that. I'm just gonna make noises. This might be weird. <clears throat> ah! Hello. Hello, hello, and uh, welcome to uh, to uh, to, uh, to Film Tavika, the uh, the podcast. We get our caffeine fix and stay hydrated if you're Mao this week. Yes, son, I called you out on your water drinking. What's what's yeah. with this? You're making you me drink bitch. alone? Huh. Um, it's just I am currently in the middle of moving. So everything is in boxes. Everything is in boxes. Um, you currently, if you're on the YouTube version... You're currently standing on boxes, which is dangerous because boxes aren't necessarily the sturdiest of things. But I'm hoping that because they're plastic boxes, it won't be too hey, bad. Hey, man. That's also why, like, I hope the audio is not complete shit. It sounds good in my microphone uh, monitoring thingy. So here's hoping... It's just like I don't have where to put my microphone right now, um, but yeah, I'm trying to figure. Hey, it. We're figuring it out. But you're also not where you usually are. Ditto. I myself am am home home at my parents and couldn't get my normal microphone to work. So this is not the best audio quality from either one of us uh apologies i guess but it will be a good episode because naturally this is the podcast where we talk about movies and have a cup of coffee it's been a while since i said that one actually Ooh. um today <laughs> i think it's like at this point most people know what we're i guess you're right i take it all back we're yeah. watching joe penna's newest <laughs> video or movie rather stowaway it's on Netflix and newly released. We actually got a new release for once here in um, COVID times and uh, exciting stuff. And on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> um, the Oscars happened yesterday. Uh, I have beef. I have beef. Um, I haven't even not gonna lie. followed because, I, as I mentioned real quickly, I'm, I'm at home home. I see it as a little bit of a vacation escape, if you want to yeah, call it that. So sure. I haven't been bothered like at all. <clears throat> um, I think I think you did the right thing. So here's the thing about the Oscars: uh, Alga doesn't care about them. I care about them in the sense of like I'm interested in the movies that get nominated because most of the time I like knowing. I just like being in the know. I'm not going to lie mm -hmm. to you. Um, and cinemas reopened here and they showed all the Oscar movies. 
before the Oscars happened, which is insane. That usually doesn't happen. The only reason why that happened, to be completely honest, I think it's because um, it's April, right? Yeah. So usually the Oscars are in February. So if they had kept like their original date, I wouldn't have been able to see most of them in the big screen. But I was very fortunate to. And so I took my brother to watch these movies with me because I'm not going alone. Are you insane? Um, and he was like, dude, every time I walk into a movie theater with you, it's like I don't know what to expect. <laughs> right? Because I take him to a lot of shit. Yeah. Like right before, um, right before one of them, we saw the Mortal Kombat movie. You know, because I, I can dig that too, that man. I can dig that too, exactly. And uh, so, yeah, I feel movies, I don't think, I, I don't understand why people gatekeep movies. Uh, I will say there's definitely bad taste in movies. But even then, if that makes you happy, fuck everyone else, you know? Hmm. Um in terms of the Oscars, though, I'm happy about a couple of things. I think, you know, I was very surprised that Anthony Hopkins won lead actor over Chadwick Boseman. Oh, yeah. Rest in peace. I thought Chadwick was like a shoe-in, and I think it'll start an interesting dialogue interesting. that he didn't win. I hope it starts an interesting dialogue and not just like, oh, it's a racist thing. Yeah. Because I truly 100% believe after seeing all of the movies, Anthony Hopkins deserved the win. Exactly. I and wouldn't like, have been mad. Because we discussed it the last episode where Shadwick would be the, the obvious choice because of yeah. the tragedy that is. But Anthony deserves an Oscar for all that's worth. But that is unsuspected. Yeah. Yes. It is... Uh, Honestly, I was really, really surprised. Um, I was, I wouldn't have been mad if Chadwick mm -hmm. won because he did give an amazing performance. But Anthony's was just better. Oh man. yeah, okay. Like it was insane, mm -hmm. the amount of subtlety and honesty that came through. I thought it was great. Um, Chloe Zhao won best directing second female awesome. in winning awesome uh it's awesome but it's also kind of like really just two women have won best directing in yeah, yeah, yeah. four years that is insane yeah. that is insane um yeah honestly i have beef with two categories the first one best lead actress Frances mcdormand is a great actress and i love her work however i thought vanessa kirby should have won Vanessa Kirby was amazing in Pieces of a Woman. If they were not going to give it to her, they should have given it to Viola Davis because she was amazing <laughs> in My Rainey's Back Bottom. And I understand why Frances McDormand won. It's not that she wasn't good. I just think the other performances were better to me. So that's my first beef. Second beef, because of COVID and because of all this crap, the Academy hired Steven Soderbergh uh, who's a pretty established director. Yeah. You know, he did Ocean's 13. He did Sex, Lights, and Videotape. He's done a bunch of stuff. Uh, 
to like produce the event and they interviewed him and I read the interview with him and, and he talked about how it's going to be really cinematic and how him and his team were working so that the award show wasn't just like an award show and that it was all this other stuff. Newsflash, spoiler alert, it wasn't. It was honestly, it was so boring sometimes. Like so boring. So like it, Oh, I'm sorry. I, mean, I don't know. Because, I mean, normally the Oscars are one of the better produced live TV uh, shows out there. They got the musical numbers and they got the, the stand-up yeah. comedians that have their little bits and shoots at everything. So, yeah. I have no clue what you're talking about that, but I, it sounds accurate knowing Sodenberg. Yeah. I was pissed. I'm not oh, going to yeah. lie. I was pissed because I was invested in it, right? I thought, all right, like, let's see something new. Let's see something fresh. No. Just yeah, presenters yeah. presenting the awards. And I, would, I, like, I wouldn't have an issue with it if there hadn't been a promise that it would be something yeah, yeah, different. Yeah. You know um, who's been doing these live like events I. really nice? Apple. Mm. Yeah, and man. Th- those Holy are well-produced. And, and, like... <laughs> That's what I thought this was yeah, going to yeah, be, yeah. right? I thought it was going to be something like that. Because, I mean, it just makes sense, right? Like, you're talking about Hollywood. Yep. Why, would not, why wouldn't they make it something like that? And, you know, we can talk about the Apple products and the fact that the new Macs look like ass. They look like ass. I'm sorry. Um, they, but they but do have SD that's card a proper slots, event. though. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, and, like, I, underst- I understand why, like, the, the point of them and they look really nicely thin and shit but uh, like honestly I would prefer a thicker computer or like a thicker footprint if it meant getting rid of that horrible chin because I thought the chin was already kind of like okay you know it's 2021 we can move hmm. past it but motherfucker they made it bigger and because it's not like curved edges anymore it just stands out so much and because it's white it's like bright white against the wow. co- it's just You're on I'm sorry fire they today. look like ass it's just man like what the fuck I will put a picture up because I'm editing this episode and I'm pissed uh, do you have any more thoughts on the Oscars um, that was a nice summary or I love I love um, that Mank didn't get a lot of awards because I think it would have been a disservice for Fincher to get awarded on one of you know, I don't want to say it's a lesser movie, I loved Mank but it did require a lot of context to fully enjoy it Uh, I think in terms of cinematography definitely not mad that it won cinematography it's a beautiful black and white photography. It is very yeah. well made, um, and it just like it has, it helps a lot with the tone and the. And as I tiny. think we mentioned, that Fincher um, is a very visual storyteller, so it aids a lot. Yeah, it, it's honest. It, yeah. it looked really good. Um, I'm really happy that young, promising young woman won original oh, screenplay. Interesting. Uh, mostly because. I knew that if it was going to win something, it had to be that. That was like, that That was it. Um, so I'm very happy for Emerald Fennell. I think she deserved an Oscar for that movie. I think that movie's trying to do so many things, so many good things. And um, 
I uh Oh and Daniel Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya for best supporting actor. What the fuck? What the fuck? He was so good. <laughs> he was so good in, in Judas and the Black Messiah. I was so excited. Anyways, so I was on TikTok the other day. Um and I will probably be able to find the link and post it down below <laughs> to the original uh, video. But my point is that it's these two girls and they have a podcast and they're talking about mm-hmm. a lot of different stuff. <clears throat> but one of them uh, turns to the other one and she's like, okay, let's, let's really quickly talk about wiping. And apparently there's a oh, no. group of people in this... Yep earth and i'm wondering oh god i am Uh wondering because honestly (laughs) holy shit there's people on this earth that wipe standing up i i thought you were gonna ask from the front or from the back (laughs) that too they talk about that too i like honestly i i think it's Mm -hmm. a no-brainer like if you go back to front why and just who hurt you that you're okay doing that but let's talk about like yeah, sitting we, down or standing mm-hmm, up because mm-hmm. i want to know i want to know mm-hmm. the mechanics of that right because in my head standing up doesn't work like how i don't i don't get it and i was just wondering yes what's your take on it you know as someone who because because you and i have no issue talking about our poops um and our pooping habits, and uh, you know everybody poops, and we should everybody be okay with poops. that. Um, and it's like it's a, it's the type of activity that you can sit down and enjoy and yes. be happy with. Mm. But why the fuck would anyone ever wipe standing up? Uh, that's, I that's wish my question. I could give you an expertise on the subject as being one to stand up, but I'm sorry to disappoint. I do sit down when I wipe, but I've heard of these crazy people who do stand up uh, monsters <laughs> as you said who hurt you uh, there 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 is some traumatic experiences for sure that has triggered this behavior it doesn't make sense right because uh, first of all i like to right. sit down uh, even if it's just going number <laughs> one i sit down because i can scroll on my phone it's a little bit of me time i can reflect on my day, my life, and everything. It's its me time, definitely. So I usually sit down and take my yeah. time. So it defeats the entire purpose of relaxing and letting yourself go to actually then stand up and yeah. just... I, I, I'm, I'm trying to, like, how do you practically <laughs> do it? How do you? So I took... I took it upon myself to find out if these ladies mm. were actively, you know, correct or if they were just trolling. Because that's fine. You know, I can get with a troll. I can get with, like, a, a funny bit about were, people's, like... Were these ladies standing, standing up? up? But that's not actually a thing. Oh, uh, no. One of them did. However, she did not get into the mechanics of it. So I had to Google <laughs> it, right? I had to, like, I took it upon myself Sick to Google pervert. it. And... Uh, <laughs> So I had to Google, you know, standing up wiping. And of course, I mm-hmm. ended up in red. Because, yep. you know, yep. where else am I, I going to get yeah. constant? Yeah. <laughs> where am I going to get my trusty answers? 
And so apparently there was a whole study that was made, <laughs> no. like a survey. Okay. It's not a study; it's a survey. <laughs> so they asked like about one thousand people. Uh, like sixty yeah. percent of them were men. Thirty-seven percent. Thirty-seven percent of the men. Because that's up. what I gather, right? right? I. I, I'm surprised you said that woman standing up and wiping, because I've I've always only heard about men standing up. Oh no, I've never <laughs> heard of this. Right? This is a because for me, like that's why I'm blown away. Because I had heard about you know front to back or or back to front, which yikes. Um, and I've heard about you know toilet paper over or under. Those are the things that oh, yeah. pertain. I can I can add one on top of it. Do you when you go to wipe? Do you fold or do you scrunch? Okay, wipe it's more economic to to fold, right? right? Yeah, I'm cheap. Yeah, and it just makes more it makes sense. more it sense. Makes it's sense. smoother. Right. I guess you get I... more surface area yeah. possibly if you really get up there when you scrunch it. Mm. It just it for me it just feels like. There's a bigger possibility of it getting everywhere if it's yeah, just like that you accidentally get it on yourself. Like you just don't have a good yeah. grip on it, you know. I'm I'm glad that you're a folder, but go ahead. And like, okay, so all of these men mm. said that they stand up wiping, but then I started reading the comments because that's where the answers are, right? The numbers, I don't care about them because I don't care about how many people do it i care about how it works right most of them talked about how for them it's a standing up thing because they don't want their junk touching the bowl okay right? sure but for me it's like how far how far in front i mean i get it because sitting? some not every toilet is created equal <laughs> not every man is created equal so yes. there is some leeway there you that know too. It, but here's the thing, though, and this is, like, I think this is why this type of conversation is always interesting to me. I don't poop everywhere, right? You know this about me. I can't actively yeah. sit down and take a shit anywhere. Um, so that, for, for me, it's a very, it's, there's very specific toilets that I take a shit on. And it's like, why, why would you subject yourself to going through this period of your life where it's like, I'm going to stand up. Also, I read this comment by this one dude who was like, I'm not sure where I fall in this spectrum because the way I do it, my legs are straight, but my body's bent at 90 degrees. So I'm Wait. <laughs> is he sitting like a, uh, like, <laughs> so like, no, the other way around. So like his legs are, his legs are straight. But then he's bent He's not even over. squat. How is he projectiling? That must be a troll. No, oh, just for, for the, the wiping. Just for this he's is bending wiping. over a 90 degree to wipe. So, yeah. So, like, he stands up from the toilet, uh, strains up his legs, man, and this then is interesting. bends over. And then wipes. And for me, it's like, you know, that... That doesn't sound so bad, except for the... Okay, so the reason why for me standing up sounds insane is because the moment that you stand up, you're like you're mushing, right? Absolutely. Like, that just makes yeah. sense. You, the you cheeks... Spread. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, 
I need to it look more into yeah, this. Yeah. But uh, let us um, mm. let us know down in the comments below if you're a stander or a sitter. And if you're a stander, please explain like it to the me. Details. How do you go about it? What's your mentality <laughs> like? You know. Mm. Also, I want to talk to you, Algot, as a European about yeah. the days. Are you familiar with them? Do you like? Uh -huh. Have you used them? Do you want one in your house down the line? Is it Is something that... like a goal? Is it like when I get a house? I think. I, I think one. once you get older, you start to appreciate it way more. I have never used one actually. Is it necessarily yeah. a European thing? I okay. guess it's the name is from France, but. I've heard it's a, a European and also true, an Asian absolutely Asian because I I, I feel uh, so, with the few like sources that I have that they're starting to gain popularity again. Modern Japanese most frequently yes. days that you can like hook up to a water yes. source and you have it in your house. People are loving Correct. it. Yes. Here's the thing, right? I feel like with European specifically, specifically, because that's that's the experience that I can speak the most on. Um, y'all are technically I would say technically more um, <laughs> secure of your um, of your Careless. manhood right like I feel like Europeans are a little bit more like yeah I'm a man that's yeah. it that's, that's how it rolls right but because sex is yeah. not a taboo thing for you guys the idea of having water yeah. shoot up your butt yeah because it it's a really regular basis you, thing right even in the bedroom yes yeah yeah <laughs> no okay <laughs> yes me then <laughs> yeah no 100 no i think uh wow uh thank you for sharing but i feel like you know mexico being so close to the u.s and being the country that we are the days are so weird here Right, like the idea for a dude to have water, like just randomly, like but it must know, be hit you down there. Though, no? It's weird. That's and that's where I was going yeah. with this, right? It just makes yeah. sense to me. It just makes sense, like especially because if you think about it, right? A lot of people are like, "Oh, you know, like just wipe, just wipe, just wipe it." Um, my sister's friend, she's from France. She has mm -hmm. a really good analogy, right? If you're wiping down there, and you get, you know, you touch a little mm -hmm. bit of the, a little bit of. We've the, all been there. It's fine. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Do you just grab a piece of toilet paper and wipe it off your finger and mm -hmm. then go on with your life? Mm -hmm. I fucking doubt mm -hmm. it. I fucking doubt it. I am sure that the moment that happens, first mm -hmm. of all, you would freak the fuck mm -hmm. out. You'd be like, "Oh my god!" And then, the moment that you can. Mm -hmm. You're going to wash mm -hmm. the living crap out of your hand, right? So if you take the care to do that for your hands, why would mm. you not do mm. that for your ass? Mm. Okay? Like, I don't know. I think we should normalize taking care On of On the ass. subject of bidets, I think the few times I've interacted with bidets, because I haven't been to Japan, that's, that's mostly it, really. But, you know, in your grandparents' homes, they have a bidet there next to the toilet, and it doesn't really makes sense to get up from the toilet and over to the bidet and then get your cleaning done on top of the bidet that that seems awkward and weird with the modern technology i mean we live in the yeah. future come on would you rather manually wipe and waste toilet paper that's 
um, that's expensive these days because of people hoarding it during COVID times. Or would you Which rather, insane, by the way. or would like you rather you have an shit? automated system spray some hot water up your bum hole and have it cleaned perfectly? Mm. Yeah, I think. I'm. Yeah, I thought it was Mal, hilarious. I'm, uh, I'm uh, glad we had this conversation. I'm glad you shared with the class today. It's. Yeah, I'm just on a roll here, man. I have like a lot of opinions, and you and I haven't yeah, recorded yeah, yeah. in three weeks, so I don't like I haven't had an outlet. I you know, I absolutely uh, uh, love it, and there is more poop talk to be talked about for sure. But I think it's time to go over to recommendations. Yeah. Can I recommend a another artist? I, I've been recommending so yeah. many artists. Let, let me do one quick artist and then a, a a a wreck of a show, okay? Oh, no. Oh, actually, I will say this because I think you will like this. Or I don't even know if you care. But you talked about If Anything Happens, I Love You, which is an yes. animated short that came out on Netflix. And uh, that one. Beautiful. Best animated short. And... Uh, I thought it was deserving. I thought Burrow was gonna win just because it's Pixar, um, but I was so glad. I was so glad that if anything happens, I love you won because it uh, fucking mm. destroyed mm. me uh, emotionally. And so, uh, yeah, just a little quickie. It's interesting because of the stigmatization that is in the states that this short just tackles head yeah. on. So that's cool. I can recommend a show because I haven't done shit since even though it's been like three weeks that we've been recording I've been watching The Great British Bake Off I've been watching How I Met Your Mother I've been continuing that there's some other shit that I've just been taking up and I don't know there's been a lot of podcasts and nonsensical uh, yeah nothing, nothing too special but I have picked up Clone Wars and and hear me out here. My recommendation is Clone Wars. Good man. Because I had this conversation with a pal of mine not too long ago about Clone Wars coming off as a very childish show because it is uh, for children, right? It is, it, or it was on yeah. Disney Channel, and um, yes, it does have a few cringy-ish segments where. Even though they're talking about politics and the ethics and everything, that is very heavy. The, the writing is not the best yeah. and they don't swear. It's kind of weird. A military clone dude not using proper lingo and they have to say blast yeah. instead of like cease fire and stuff. Um, especially mm-hmm. early on. Especially the Definitely. earlier season. It gets 100%. better. It gets better. And I would like to recommend The Clone Wars. Yeah. Uh, I think it was a great recommendation. The reason I'm watching them naturally is in preparation for the Ahsoka show as well as Mandalorian season three now. Um, and yeah, if you'd like, yeah. there are definitely lists out there with only the key episodes, like so and so. Yeah, and I'm I'm only getting into the nitty and gritty. I just started season five, and this is when we were getting the real stuff and the heavy. Yeah, you know, the, the Anakin storyline and how Ahsoka yeah. deals with that. So 
it's a it's a cool show if you're able to or willing to rather overlook the uh, childishness that unfortunately is but it has some plot though for sure and i think there's some really dark mm-hmm. moments too uh that are worth checking out and for me the love that i have for the prequels comes from mm-hmm. obviously the nostalgia like the hello um but also because of clone wars and the like the context that it gives to everything that happens in the prequels and um yeah i think it's a great recommendation but what the about the artist though is I'm interested. austin weber which is another quirky awesome singer-songwriter okay. very indie like you might know him because he went viral for standing in a lake singing Mamma Mia in on his trip to Japan. I think I think his girlfriend broke I up with I him. I think I heard of that, yeah. He had two tickets, so he went either way and just yeah. sang Mamma Mia in a cold-ass lake. Uh, he's a super cool dude. That cover yeah, is amazing. But he recently released a new album, and I, I love the dude. Very indie, mm. very singer-songwriter-like, and... Uh, his music videos. I think he has quite a few music videos out already. Very quirky, very awesome. Austin mm. Weber and Clone Wars. Good I picks. love that. I think that's so cool. I want to take a moment and recognize the error in my ways when we spoke about Avatar, the last airbender Wait. last time on the show. I talked about how i hadn't seen cora (laughs) and i'd never like continued on with cora because i was like "Eh, i don't know like and i was thrown off by a little by by many of the new things like i think i was just so attached to the original show however i took the time and uh i Mm. binged season one and uh i think it's fucking amazing i think cora does so many things and maybe not all of them land as perfectly as the last airbender did but but i love when a show Mm. expands Mm -hmm. on lore and i love because i had uh i read somewhere that people were kind of upset that suddenly all of the firebenders can also bend lightning when in the original show bending lightning was supposed to be like a huge thing a huge important thing here's the thing about that and i feel like that's why the show is awesome i feel they expand on the bending because it makes sense to expand on the bending because there was a peace yeah like period of time and when that happens all of the quote-unquote secrets that countries have developed while in war get shared right and in the sense of bending specifically it stopped being a military thing right it became accessible to everyone and not it wasn't thought of like oh i need this to to fight someone so it became a sport and it became other stuff and thus you know it got developed i I'm so in love with it. Uh, I just got done with season two, um, which delves into the spirit world. I think it was really interesting. I thought season one was really the better one. 
and I'm hoping I've heard season three and four are better than season two. So I would yeah. say my recommendation for the week is watch season one of The Legend of Korra because I feel like it even works mm-hmm. as a standalone one season. Um, yeah, like sure. in case you don't want to see anything else, I think season one is definitely worth checking out. Yeah, in the in, in the latter seasons they do, and I do appreciate that they do. Uh, um, kind of the way they respect the previous characters and how they bring them in in this new uh, future that is uh, I, I really enjoy how they do that as this plot thickens more and more naturally and especially once you'd finished season I think it, there's only three seasons right uh, you might be literally right. the last episode once you do finish right. it let me know what you think about the um Let's call it plot twist, or or rather character twist development thingy thingy. Okay, cool. Nope, there's four seasons. The, the, there's a Definitely small four. subtle change in the uh, in the character there that I that I find lovely. Let me know what you think about it once you get there. But it's a good wreck. Okay. Good wreck. I will do. Yeah, I I'm thought it was amazing. Won you over, if that's even fair to say. Yeah, I, I, I love animation, and I think it doesn't get the respect mm-hmm. that it should, um, because it's such a kid-friendly. Because that's what yes. it is. It's a kid-friendly medium, right? It's kid-friendly because there's technically no limitation to what you can do in animation right so that obviously is a very easy thing to market to children because you know you want to fucking push the boundaries for them and shit um but i think there's people working in animation that truly push the medium like the spider-man into the spider-verse movie did um and like these shows do and I cannot fucking wait for Love, Love, Death, and Robots yes. season two coming out in like I was three so weeks. excited. You just sent the um, link, and there was a trailer, and there was a new season coming out, and I'm like, what? Jeez. Yeah. I think, yeah. Honestly, if I had more talent, and if I had developed like some sort of drawing skill, I would, I would have gone into animation, and I think animation is probably... Just that. I think it's deeply What I love about animation and am very invested in is the way that they're able to manipulate visually, in many cases, how character looks and how you communicate that. Just uh, by the looks of them, you know if they're good or yeah. evil or good. Or, uh, you know, you can break the laws of physics, which you can't in uh, live action. And it's a challenge with live action. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I um, yeah, I fell in love. I fell in love with Cora. I think mm-hmm. she's such an interesting character because she's so yes. completely different to Aang, uh, in her approach to being the avatar, the avatar, and all of this stuff. And um, yeah, I think it's. I also think water benders are uh, the coolest. <laughs> Sorry. So wait, wait. A, are you saying you would be a water bender? Oh. Fuck yeah, man. I would bend water all the time. Also, mostly because I feel I am 
like the idea of being able to bloodbend as like an extreme resort appeals to me. You know, like worst case scenario, I need to do something about the situation. I can just bloodbend. Is it shitty mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. ethically wrong and, you know, violating for sure. But having that, you know, as a, as a last you, you resort, see, I I'm think it's really cool. I'm a practical dude and you need water to waterbend, right? You need blood to bloodbend. With, with I know, fire that's bending, what you don't need much more than out, just air. Be. You can do whatever you want. I'm a firebender all the way. Yeah. It's insane. Also, I think because uh, because I binged it, right? I was like, realistically, yes, bending would be one of the coolest yes. things to have real world. Like a lot of people are like, lightsaber, Harry Potter's wand, the force. Cool. I think bending is not... Yeah, I don't think it's spoken about enough, to be completely honest, mm -hmm. um, when that conversation comes around. So, from one fictional universe to a very much realistic setting, let's head up in space, shoot for the yeah. stars, and uh, and we'll have a little scene change here, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll get back to you talking about Stowaway, finally. And just like that, we're back with uh, our semi-normal setup. Mouse movies disappeared out of thin air, and oh, yeah. and I'm wearing a sweatshirt. Of course, if you're on the uh, audio version of this, you wouldn't notice shit. So hopefully, 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 y'all won't notice. Fingers crossed, indeed. <clears throat> yeah, I'm back home, and let's talk about the movie. Stowaway. Stowaway is the latest i think netflix release uh maybe not oh. so latest uh, i mean as we one speak. of them don't don't <laughs> netflix release a movie two movies every single day <laughs> i don't even know man netflix honestly has been doing such a good job at acquiring stuff um because I, of the whole pandemic thing mm -hmm. um i was interested I actually really do, interesting. do you know if they acquired this or is it a netflix property from the start i think this was a Netflix property from the start. I think this one specifically. Um, mm -hmm. It's getting kind of hard to know because they just, you know, slap that Netflix original on everything, um, which I get why and I understand the hustle and I respect it because uh, they need to make a name for themselves. But damn. Um, anyways, Stowaway is directed by Joe Pena, who's a show favorite to say the least. Uh, we're very much fans of his work um and his career uh as a youtuber and then into feature filmmaking i believe he's apart from bo burnham hmm. one of the only ones who's properly done the jump you know and i think it's really cool uh the movie stars anna kendrick Dan daniel day kim shamir anderson and tony collette as four uh, people who are in this spacecraft on a journey to Mars. However, there was only supposed to be three people in this craft. Oh. And, uh, you know, that's why it's called Stowaway. So now there's four people 
and only enough resources for three. So, what will they do? Alga. Five minute spoiler free review. Hit it. I'm gonna put it like this. Might sound a little bit contradictory, but <clears throat> if you're curious of my movie taste, I love this sort of concept, atmosphere, um, the sci-fi but realistic, you know, physically accurate. This one takes place when uh, Colonies at March is more of a reality. I love the Ad Astra's Interstellar's 2001 Space Odyssey type of movie. This is very mm -hmm. much that, The Martian, almost closer yeah. to it. Mm -hmm. Love it. Amazing. Can't get enough of them. Arctic is better, though. If if yes. you haven't seen either or, I I would rather I would recommend Arctic more. Joe Pena's previous feature. Unfortunately, yeah. I had I I had two high hopes for this movie. Basically, to summarize it, it's a good mm. watch though. And if you were more into the sci-fi ness of it all, yeah, it's it's cool. Give it a watch. It's it's still a good watch. But I was a little bit let down. Yeah, for me it's kind of the same. So I, I enjoy Arctic. I enjoyed it. I think this has really solid performances from them. Mm. I wouldn't say it's the best work of none of them. Like I, we don't really know anything about Shamir Anderson's career as an actor before this. But when it comes to Daniel Day and Tony Collette and Anna Kendrick, I think they have done better work dramatically. However, I still think they're pretty solid. Um, but when it comes to a dramatic thriller, I think Arctic is better in its construction and its um, resolution. This is a solid watch. I would recommend you watch it in the sense of like, it's not an it's not at Astra where it's like mm -hmm. a slow, you know, contemplative, meditative movie, but it's also not like space balls. <laughs> you know, yeah. like it's a really nice middle ground when it comes to a sci-fi movie. Um, I honestly, I love astronauts being stuck in their space stations i think i i think that's one of the coolest premises and i think this is trying to explore something that we haven't really seen before um like we've seen it as maybe like as a plot device but not as the whole plot and i always think that's an interesting take um so yeah i would recommend it if you haven't watched any of joe's work i'd say check out arctic first because matt mickelson slaps that yeah so yeah if you're interested go check it out it's on netflix there's really no reason why you wouldn't or couldn't um because it's out on netflix internationally um which is yeah, why it Mao, makes me think that it was like netflix from the beginning yeah ma will give you his logging if you need it oh yeah 100 percent. um <laughs> so basically in terms of what I did enjoy from the movie, I honestly really liked the visuals of it. I think the visuals are key when you're working on a space movie. And I think Joe Pena and the VFX team 
and his cinematographer. I'm not sure if I agree with you 100% there. Um, okay. I feel like there are key shots that definitely yeah. stand out and are stunning. The VFX, I agree with you there completely. Yes. But overall... But that might be just because I'm simply comparing it to something like Gravity that is above and or beyond. Or Ad Astra. Or Ad Astra. But, but I also could... guess that they're not as down-to-earth. <laughs> Pun intended? Not really. <laughs> they're not as down-to-earth as this one. Um, That's but there one. are some and very cool... I also cool... feel like when it Go comes ahead. to budget... Mm -hmm. I feel mm -hmm. this probably Absolutely. didn't have the budget as Gravity and Ad Astra. And I feel like with that in mind, the VFX shots, which, you know, are mostly everything that's um, the space station related. I think that's pretty fucking dope. Um, I think the space station that they're traveling on is pretty well um, developed and... Mm -hmm like put together like it feels like a solid you know like it doesn't feel like a set it feels like something that's functioning and working and proper um and it's probably because of all the research that joe penna did in order to make this more grounded in reality mm -hmm. and how space works yes uh it does feel very realistic i, I do appreciate the, the set deck most yeah. more myself but that that's a personal preference i think when it comes to this yeah. type of movie the uh, cinematographer is clemens becker clemens with a k okay. he uh it seems to me like it's his might be his first cinematographer gig which is nice he's been doing a lot of camera work outside of that which i will say it kind of shows and this is one of the first things that kind of make me fall in fall out of love with this movie is that there I don't feel like there's a distinct voice <laughs> in the storytelling nor in the visuals and I think Arctic yeah. had that and I don't Arctic know why this doesn't you know I feel yeah. like what happens and I might be wrong I don't know enough I really hope like I I tried finding interviews with Joe uh, about this but there hasn't even been that much coverage as there was with Arctic. Um, Probably due to COVID, yeah. unfortunately. Unfortunately. But what I do think is that Arctic was like a long time passion project that he put so much into. And not that he cared less for this movie, but sophomore attempts are always tough. You know, the mm. second time that you do something, it's always a little bit harder. It happens with bands. It happens with musicians. It happens with fi filmmakers. And I think, I, I think while this movie does some good things and we will talk about them later, uh, like the atmosphere, I think the atmosphere is really, really well done. Um, it also kind of lacks voice. Yeah, uh, I agree with that completely. On the uh, camera side or cinematography side, I, d I will give them credit for the way they shot this because, of course, you probably were able to detach walls and whatever with the set that was. But the way there's this one shot in the beginning when you follow Ken Anna Kendricks around the entire sp uh, space 
station. You call it a space station, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's more of a spacecraft, technically, I guess. Regardless, I guess. it's a tiny space that these four, eventually, characters are within. Uh, different from Arctic. So it's a different approach, therefore. Mm-hmm. And they do a very good job of guiding your you through this and uh, mapping it out for you and everything. It's just... I would have wanted some extra spice when it comes to probably the scenes, the spacewalks, the uh, the solar storms and everything. The effects are great and everything, but I think I personally would have liked something a little bit more mm, less grounded when it comes to visuals and everything. Yeah. But um, also something that's great with the director, our lovely Joe Penna, and something that he does very well along with, it should be mentioned, his co-writer and producer Ryan Morrison, as well as on mm-hmm. Arctic. Um, he edited Arctic. I don't think he edited this one also. But um, Joe and him, Ryan, are very good with doing these movies, as we've mentioned oh. before multiple times, like stories that take place with, in this case, few characters. In Arctic, practically one character. Practically one. Mm-hmm. It's really difficult and and it's a good way of doing it simply as that it, the, the tension is there there is higher stakes and everything and since it is such a cramped space the way, the filmmaking that goes into it are well performed agree yes and i think like you said it is worth mentioning because you and I have spoken about this before. When you have a movie set in one particular space or with such a small cast, it's easy for us to lose focus and attention and mm-hmm. stop caring. Um, so if a filmmaker is able to kind of like hold our hand and take us through this journey um, with just one character or with two or four characters... Um, that talks about a certain skill when it comes to editing and writing and, you know, storytelling. I feel that when it comes to space movies, I like more fi in my side. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> I would I, rather... I like, I understand the appeal of it being realistic or mm-hmm. accurate as was the Martian. But with the Martian specifically, what was accurate was the whole growing stuff science and all yeah. that side of it. And I'm Him not being sure on how Mars, accurate that it, is. I, nobody has ever planted to pay to put potatoes on Mars before to my knowledge. Exactly. So for me it's like when it comes to the Martian, what what really helped it was the fact that the scenario was so 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 far out there you yeah. know as of this time as of 2021 there has not been anything close to that in reality happening right and mm-hmm. i feel when it comes to stowaway even though obviously this hasn't happened there have been astronauts in spacecrafts and there have been astronauts in space stations and i feel that while the spacewalks and all of this stuff happens for real Mm. the way that it works within this movie is just very generic 
like outside of its premise which feels new and fresh everything else comes out of like space movie handbook you know yeah yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. the spacewalk has to go wrong and of course the key to this has to be like acquired Oxygen. through a spacewalk and yeah. like um this this like uh, we've seen all of this stuff before right and that would be okay if he had if 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 joe and his team had done it better I but think, they just they did it okay i think interstellar has the perfect balance between sci and fi even though really you don't think so i don't it's know too I, here's the thing because it's love... very fi with this fourth wall no what's it called fourth uh not the fourth wall fourth dimension dimension yes yeah i here's the thing about interstellar i haven't watched it in a really long time um mostly because weirdly enough for you <laughs> like i love nolan's mm-hmm. movies once like i think the only nolan movies that i've seen multiple times are tenant and the dark knight <laughs> rises oh yeah uh-huh. that's it um dark knight rises no just the dark knight <laughs> dark knight rises is the one with bane uh i'm talking about the heat laser one uh, yeah, yeah. other than that i'm not that much of a nolan fanboy to be completely honest i think batman begins is such a snooze fest like i cannot get through <laughs> batman begins without falling asleep <clears throat> and so i haven't watched interstellar in a really long time but mm-hmm. from what i understood most people thought it was not that accurate Interesting. I guess they were breaking boundaries with the entire simulation of a black hole and stuff. I thought that was really cool. Uh, there's definitely aspects like that, like that fucking Tetris robot walking around. I don't know <laughs> how that would work in reality. Um, my point is, I think that I, overall, because I'm, I'm, I'm a Star Wars fanboy and everything, you know, you know yeah. that. And I love my lightsabers and the blasters and everything. But I think... In the broader, broader scheme of things, yeah. I'd rather take a Psy movie over a Fi movie. Yeah. I hope this is clear enough. Um, 2001 is a good one when they are really where no one has been before. As you said, they have been like this before. There are aspects to this movie, such as the space station or spacecraft, whatever the fuck it is, with the mm-hmm. artificial gravity um, that is, you know, we've seen it before, yes, but uh, I guess it's not a into fruition with today's technology quite yet yeah. even though it's a concept that's very set in stone already. i will say this i really enjoy the way that it doesn't waste your time okay like it's a very tight movie it goes like it starts when they're taking off and you're boom you're in there you're with them you get to know these characters it's nice you can see that they have a banter but then, like I said, then it just then it's just like space movie one oh one. You know, mm. the commander who's like mm. arguably the most you know experienced and capable person has to get fucking injured, like yeah, she yeah, has yeah. to be out of the equation, right? So then that's done, and then you know you follow kind of like a step by step thing of where like it's kind of predictable, you know, 
And mm-hmm. I feel like something is gonna go wrong. Someone is gonna die, basically. Yada yada. Yeah. And I feel what what this movie would have benefited from is exploring the main, you know, question more. Like they, if he had explored this moral dilemma of, hey, there's four of mm-hmm. us, and only. I'd- two or three of us can survive right because i do actually appreciate what there was the complexity of the characters you didn't feel like anyone was the villain necessarily you have Mm. tony cloet who is more of a to to the books what you say on the books to the books by the book by the book <laughs> type of a character even though she's convinced by Anna Kendricks who's more um, emotionally driven and possibly uh, definitely one the one that is more caring of mm-hmm. of a life that would have to be taken because there's not enough oxygen and then Daniel's I don't know arc or something like that how he's his rationale all the way through with the, with mm. the situation and I guess he's the one that turns out to be the most villain-esque out of all of them. But well, and you never you you do feel some compassion to him because there is that rationale. Yeah, cuz you, you most people can think like him, right? Where it's like yeah. if we're being completely honest, this guy kind of like wasn't supposed to be here. We were trained, we were chosen, we have a purpose over there. Like, if one of us dies, then what's the fucking point of this whole thing? And I like that he only chooses to help with the spacewalk because his algae experiment dies. Yeah, right? yeah. Because mm-hmm. I feel that, like, if if he hadn't, he probably wouldn't have. No. Like, and I feel that's... And that's what I mean, right? Like, those are the interesting parts of these movies. <laughs> And, and that's it's... what I hope that's what I hoped it would have been right because I thought with Arctic in mind that this would have been more of a character thing and I yeah. feel like there comes a point where this movie becomes more plot driven that character driven yes and I just wish they would have taken the time to develop more into this moral dilemma and into how these characters react to one another right yeah. because we're friends and we're co-workers and we're in this space station but i'm not gonna fucking die for you because i don't know you that well it's like i i don't know if we know the characters well enough ironically Mm -hmm. enough maybe there are too many of them to to really get to that point of course daniel argues that like he has his entirety his past three years of research is destroyed if he's gonna use the algae on uh, right now and and everything and kill all of off his micro greens like i i get that but we don't really sense the yeah we we see your why you're upset but we don't really feel it or relate to you to the same part same with with anna kendrick Mm -hmm. she she's by far the the main character and everything mm-hmm. and we should know her the best i don't i don't really know her drive necessarily she's a harvard student i guess and she wasn't uh, there's the entire thing and it's kind of a nice touch to kind of end the movie on 
the line of I never expected to get accepted to this um, mm-hmm, 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 institute mm-hmm. and everything. It's kind of it's kind of sweet. Yeah. But as a character, I, I don't know. It, it falls kind of flat, unfortunately. Shamir is probably the more flushed out out of all of them. The more, which I guess he needs to be. Mm-hmm. We need to care about him too. Yeah, but for me, it's kind of a cheap way out that Anna Kendrick doesn't want to, you know, kill Shamir's character simply because she's a doctor. Like, that's the only real explanation Mm. we get, right? She's a doctor. So why, like... and. When we hear she's a doctor, we use our background and our context of everything else in media that we know where it's like, she's a doctor. So that means that she, you know, made an oath not to harm and only to save lives and all of this stuff that comes with being a doctor. Right. So we understand what that means. But I feel like that being her only clear motivation as to why she doesn't want to kill a person. Because, you know, the argument could be made that, you know, there should not be the need for a reason not to kill a person, right? Killing a person should never be your first instinct. But at the same time, if you're going to explore something like this in a movie, you I feel like you have to be real with the idea. <laughs> you have to be real with the idea that humans are selfish by nature. Yeah. And I feel that would have been a darker movie for sure and maybe joe simply wasn't ready to explore that and i that's completely fair but i feel like this movie should have been grittier and a little bit don't, darker i mean don't you think that he explored that already in arctic then though well then and then that's my idea right because mm. there are multiple filmmakers who believe that you're always making the same movie very right. much so in this case. And I feel like that's true for a lot of filmmakers. Like some people won't want to listen to this, but Martin Scorsese has made the same movie multiple times. Yeah. And Alfred Hitch- Hitchcock made the same movie multiple oh, yeah. times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that because each of them explore a different side of that same movie, right? But it's because you're like obsessed with this idea. And I feel like in Arctic, he dove into it and in this one Mm. he held back a little bit he held Mm. back and i feel like you know like i said the vfx are great and the set deck is amazing and Mm. i like the the plot idea but i feel like everything else was just a little bit generic i honestly feel like the writing in the sense not the dialogue but the way i guess the arcs of the characters mm-hmm. are well done to bring some positive aspects to this speaking of the point my favorite scene in this movie is around halfway through when mm. daniel has approached shamir and is like this is the case we held it back from you like yada yada Here's a here's this thing. And and you see this sort of a montage, but very slow so. 
yeah i guess yeah uh, of him contemplating everything and eventually anna comes up to him and that discussion like that montage and that discussion there that kind of collage is really my favorite aspect of it i i think mm-hmm. that landed very well i honestly really really like how the movie makes you feel as an audience member like mm-hmm. you mentioned the feeling that you get from being on a spacecraft and it's true like you do feel closed off and you do feel like it's it's important that they solve this problem and i feel like what they managed to do really well is how you know at the moment where he where daniel's telling shamir hey man i'm sorry but Mm. Like, this can be easy. The way it's lit and the way that it's edited and the way that these guys handle the scene really drives the point across, right? And I feel that's the main thing about the movie. Like, they all did a good job. Yeah. There's... there's The humanity is there. The stakes are. Um, and, and, you know... The, the main argument why not to kill him is simply because uh, you know the 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 guilt that comes with it and everything unfortunately that's the only good reason that they bring to the table in this case practically which again i love because it's selfish as hell right mm. like the only reason why we don't want to kill him is because it would eventually kill us right the guilt would murder our spirit and our will to keep going. And I think that's really interesting. I will also say what I thought it was really interesting just because it adds, and that's what I mean, right? Like he's such a fresh voice. He's such a fresh filmmaker. I kind of maybe hope too much from him, but I love the idea that we don't hear the communication from ground Mm. control. We only hear the astronauts side of it right we don't hear the the commander being like oh you're gonna have to do this or whatever because it's not important it's not interesting right we know what the we know what people on earth are saying because they're not there right people the people on earth are like freaking out sure but mostly because the mission has failed not necessarily because they care about the astronauts sorry um (laughs) so i think Um, yeah i thought i thought that was really cool i really enjoyed that it it definitely sets the the case that it's it's them against yeah their own lives mm-hmm. and and no one else is really in command in that sense. But you were touching on it before. I feel that my big my biggest grudge with this comes with all of the. Uh, what do you call it? Plot turns? There's a better word for it. Plot twist. twist? Plot... No. Plot twists. That's what they're called. I guess Unless, so. Like, what are you? It feels cheap that, like, yeah. oh, he accidentally broke this little circuit board and it's beyond repair. Oh, the also... algae dies. That's a cool moment, though, when the algae dies. And, and he oh, pushes no. the other one. Like he pushes the. It's a cool moment. Yeah, I thought that was cool too. Yeah, but all of these very important um, milestones throughout the stories that is supposed to 
bring more attention to it feel cheap they're they're like yeah. plot devices is the word that i'm looking for there's mm-hmm. like all of a sudden oh how convenient there's a solar storm oh no <laughs> and the solar storm like and i get it because structurally technically speaking the script is well structured right because yeah. we know about solar storms because when she's giving him a tour of, of the solar station it's like oh and this is where we go because there's this there's you know solar storms are a thing and i get it like done it's, you 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 checked off that box right mm. but at the same it's time just, it's simply as you said before predictable we yeah. are here we know it's not gonna end too too well it can't go yeah. this well good for mm-hmm. them and uh, you know um, something's gonna happen oh something happened and i feel like it would have been interesting to have shamir be maybe less likable right like all these people are very likable but i feel like because here's the thing did you understand why he ended up being stuck in this in the ship because i didn't for me like they i think they explain it i think he explains it but to me i was like okay do they i think i don't know i mean because correct me if i'm if i understand it differently but um the the part of the ship that he was stuck in was sent up remotely before they came into dock with the apparatus itself no did they send up an entire thing and just go off onto mars with that ship so like supposedly from what i understand And you know, it sucks that we have to phrase it that way. But from what I understand, and the logic that my own brain is using, which, you know, can be super wrong. But from what I understand, everything that is, um, like, oxygen-related and the whole, um, what's it called? The launch devices. No. Life support. So uh-huh. most of the life support that comes with them comes with them. The life support comes with them in the ship because that's the t- that's the stuff that needs to be like restocked, and that's yeah. the stuff that had to be calculated and stuff. So I think the life support unit came with them, and I think he was like part of the team that was making sure everything was okay. Yeah, yeah, but rockets are vertical, and from what I understand, he was like doing his job, and then he fell from wherever he was, and he fell down and and passed out from the fall. <laughs> Which again, it's very thin. It's a very mm. thin plot device, and that for me, like, it would have been interesting if he had actively chosen to stow away in okay. the flight right why why would you stow away into a flight to mars maybe or you know or even more of a discussion than just i don't think he did he did it intentionally well i don't either okay cool like more of a doubt to it even yeah i feel like i really enjoyed this movie up until he wakes up because before that it's exciting it's exciting. It's interesting. I'm intrigued. Why is this person here? What are they going to do? You know, now we figure out there's not enough oxygen for all of us. Boom. Good. We're good till there. 
I feel like comparing it to it's only fair to compare it to movies like Gravity, like The Martian, like there is a lot. There is a lot. Life in Arctic is a really good one. There you go. In Arctic, it seems like out of their control the things that happens. Mm-hmm. And I guess in this case it is, but it's literally him falling down onto the ground breaking the device. It's it's very convenient in that sense. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem as much of an accident as much as it feels as convenient for the plot that a, yeah. that a solar storm appears. And what I if we just big... get a notion that there might be one in 30 minutes? We gotta rush it. Oh no, we didn't make it in time. I don't know. I feel like what would have been interesting is like, and, and to your point, actually, more to your point, it's like the reason why they, it doesn't feel like that in arctic the reason it doesn't feel that way in arctic it's because in arctic it's man versus nature right yeah 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 when it comes to space even though technically speaking it's also nature there's so many things that happen before the solar storm that are that we're already like our preconceived notion is that something has to go wrong right Mm -hmm. so it's not as much as a nature thing as much as that someone wrote this to go wrong you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. because and more why not and here's the thing right and and it comes down to budget i guess and and to the idea of of writing a script because in my head it's like what if they went on the spacewalk right and it turns out that there is enough oxygen but only for one of them Mm. So now yes. it's three again. Now it's only three people who can be saved. Yeah. Now what? Right? Yeah. Or maybe there was enough for four. But maybe, you know, Anna Kendrick fucks up, loses one of the tanks. Now what? Yep. You know? Um, like, there's so many other ways where this could have gone that would have been interesting to explore. And more to your point, since it isn't man versus nature, focus on man versus man then. Exactly. Uh, The humanity. Like you were touching on what if Shamir was less likable? What if Daniel was more of a villain, less likable? What if Mm -hmm. we as the audience wanted him to be killed off? He deserved to die um, Mm -hmm. in a sense because it was kind of... mm, What do you think about the ending? I like the idea that it's Anna Kendrick who steps up. I think that's really cool. I think it's awesome in the sense of like her character having agency. You know, I feel like you and I have slightly touched upon female characters and female representation in media. And I feel like it's a really interesting moment where she understands that it's her choice. You know, that they're in this situation because of her choices. Um, And she's like, she steps up to it and she's like, I'm going to do this. And I thought that was a really cool moment. Mostly because I thought Daniel was going to die mid-walk. I'm not going to lie. I thought Daniel was going to die in the spacewalk, but you know. I just didn't really get why. Because when when she has decided that I'm going to be the one Daniel is like, no, no, I'll do it. And, and Tony is like, no, no, I'll do it. And uh, But no, uh, Anna is... Just, uh, eh. For me, why it's like, it's just the 
obvious reason is Daniel, we saw him struggle, right? So what guarantees right. that he won't die because he's going super slow? You need to get, yeah. Yeah. And then he would have died for nothing because he wouldn't even been able to bring back the oxygen that they need. And Tony has her arm, which again is yeah. fairly convenient. Yeah. Again, and that's what I mean, right? Like, why? <laughs> like, mm. just because it's convenient. You know, there's no more to it other than that. And I feel like it's sad. Discarding that, though, um, all of the plot devices that are, compare, comparing it to Arctic, because I did rewatch it for before Stowaway, yeah. and the moment when we see Matt there and like hope is on the horizon and he's in true desperation taking off his one layer of warmth, lighting it on fire to get the attention. Like I cried, man. That was so like, ooh. I wish I would have felt the same way when Anna Kendrick was there having a beautiful moment, the stunning visuals and like just uh, I don't, I didn't know what to feel really. It I looks was... pretty. Um. <laughs> I the thing is like what I really think is that I don't feel like the stakes were high enough yeah. or we didn't feel the urgency rather mm -hmm. yeah exactly that's that yeah and it's like fuck when it comes to big sacrifices like that yeah we have to care right and we don't care enough about these characters to even remember their names oh god and we saw this movie recently. We didn't see this movie a month and a half ago, right? Nope. And we don't remember their characters' names. Yeah. Like, our last episode, we talked about Amores Perros. And it's a really long movie, and it's a really stressful movie. And we looked up a couple of the characters' names. But when we do that, it's because we usually remember the character names of the rest of the cast. So then we know. So then we're gonna. We know that we're gonna be using the character names. So then we need to kind of fill in the blanks for the rest of them, right? Mm. And that happens with most of the movies that we talk about. But in this in this instance, we didn't even discuss it before we recorded it or anything. We just went straight for the cast names because I honestly, to God, <laughs> can't remember their names. And, you know, I don't know if the actor is to blame or if um, the writing is, but, uh, but 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 what is is that we see Anna Kendrick on screen rather than Zoe. That's her character's name. Uh, um, yeah. Cause it... No, 100%. I see, I see Anna Kendrick. Mm. 100%. And for me, it's like, I love Toni Collette. I love her in Knives Out. I think she's brilliant in, Her in Hereditary, and I think it was... She's in Knives Out. That's yes. her. <laughs> and that's what Dude. I mean. I feel she's such what a, a difficult... skilled actor. Yeah, 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 yeah. And in this one, it's like, even her accent, even though it's her native accent, native threw accent. me off. Yeah. It threw me off. 
And I know that it sounds like we're shitting on this movie, and I'm really I, trying not to shit on this movie because I feel like it accomplished some really impressive stuff. Um, and it is an actively good watch, you know? Yes. Like, it's a good watch. I was in it for however long it lasts. But then it was done, and I felt like it's just done. Like, in terms of the ending, you asked me what my feelings on, on the ending were. It, hmm. it just it just ends. That's hmm. it. I felt nothing. Like, because it doesn't even give you the room to breathe in what happened. It's just like, she sacrificed herself, credits. I, I didn't even fully understand the stakes going out into the solar eclipse. We don't really get that explained. Because realistically, I don't know if you would be able to survive that far long in a solar eclipse, <laughs> realistically. <laughs> yeah, because it was like a 25-minute thing, at least. Yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm really struggling to find, to highlight the positive aspects, because there are a lot of golden nuggets here and there. It is a really entertaining is the wrong word to use because it's kind of depressing but it's a it's a nice watch and everything and there are good yeah. things but unfortunately it is overshadowed by just as many meh things not bad mm -hmm. things but meh yeah unfortunately that, that's yeah it's just generic it's there just generic. there is that really cool moment or visual concept whatever you want to call it when they go to the midpoint with where, where the solar panels are and the gravity just flips and how they don't have to use these um, um, climbing thingies no more mm -hmm. and they just they just pull on the on the strings here and at mo one moment she lets go completely she pulls her way forward and that's freaky man yeah <laughs> if i were in space without like practically floating around i would i would want to be attached to something <clears throat> yeah yes 100 percent. and like i said like it, it it i suppose it does what it set out to do probably in in those types of scenes because you feel it you know, you feel the ah. pressure and the tension, but you don't feel the stakes and you don't feel the urgency. And I think that's a problem. And I feel like the plot devices are cheap. Yeah. Rating, sir. Do you have any idea? I had a pretty good idea what I was going to give this, but now that we've been talking about it for a while. <gasps> Did it get lowered? Yes. No. Oh. That's unusual, actually. When we talk about it, it's usually risen. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna that. try and change your mind then. Great things about this movie, right? Because yeah. I'm not even gonna bother bring up bad things because we've we've ba been bashing on it way more than I thought we would. Me too. I really. Hmm. I feel that I I feel what happened is that we both saw things that were not great. And we had our head in that. But once we saw that we agreed with each other, it was just yeah. like... <laughs> <laughs> and and we both had the same points to touch on too. So it became all of that. Then again, it did outweigh it. Ugh. Positive things about it. The performances. Not their best career-wise, sure. 
good performances, man. You can't get anything Pretty else solid. with these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are some cool. There are some cool character arcs. Mm-hmm. The the camera work, how they were able to just have a floating camera for minutes and a long sequential shot with the visual mm-hmm. effects peeking out of the window. The the set deck so rad. It really feels like a cool actual thing. Editing is pretty cool. We haven't spoken about that. Editing is uh, solid. Mm-hmm. Solid. There's quite a few montages. Those are not the easiest to pull off. Um, and we do have some sense of. Um, compassion for our characters and the stakes while mm-hmm. they could be higher the stakes are there and it's a mm-hmm. clear well constructed at least to the uh, structure of the script mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it has all the points that it needs mm-hmm. it's just not hitting them completely on the middle of the head yes. unfortunately it's a cool it's a cool sci-fi man there's a lot of space and a lot of cool concepts and uh science is necessary i love that they 3d print her cast mm. i thought that was people dope. yeah i th- that's just just a cast like that is what we do today yeah big time so to have a 3d printer in the space station like that i don't know pretty they cool. probably already have it it's pretty cool <laughs> i thought it was pretty cool um, I love the fact that they talk about colonizing Mars and how that's very much of a uh, current subject matter. Or subject would you over... go? Hell yeah. <laughs> but it's a one-way ticket. Hell yeah. Okay. So you 100% would leave Earth to Mars. never For humanity? I think that would be a life-changing experience. Well, yes, it would. It would. I don't because I, I don't have I mean the, I have my closest family but I'm not married and settled down anything I don't have much here on attached. earth <laughs> um, yeah I, 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 will, I will I'm definitely the Anna Kendricks in this equation here where it's I, I would do more for the humanity of By it leaving. all I guess that's more Daniel maybe hmm. I think it's um, like the greater good I think it would be cool to space travel but as of now I feel space travel is more like camping than nice tourist attraction so I don't right. know right because <laughs> honestly it's like I'm just starting to warm up to camping and I have to say, I think it's because you treated me really nicely and we mm-hmm. ate pretty nicely while camping. But yeah. I feel like good food goes out the window the moment that you say, hey, we're going to travel across space. Yeah, um, eating out of an aluminum bag is not your cup of tea. No, it looks disgusting because it's probably just mush, right? Like it's mm. not like food food. It's probably just like baby food. I was actually surprised when I realized that this movie was going to use gravity. I thought they were going to be floating around and that would be super cool to see, but budget, I guess. Um, I kind of like the idea that they have artificial gravity. I guess. I guess. Uh, it just goes with the tone of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
when it comes to rating though rating it as you know the sensation that it left me with or the the journey that was i um i really appreciated it and when the credits rolled up i as i said before the, the few last lines was actually hitting quite nicely even though the death of her as a character could care more or like it wasn't the most satisfying naturally mm-hmm. I, I i sat through the credits and it, it was kind of a, a feeling of um, existentialistic or something like that as you would expect from this sort of a movie and i i couldn't have asked more purely emotionally filmmaking wise on few technical aspects and such i have complaints but I think I'm gonna give it a very fairly generous score of three point five out of five. Not like very close four. Mm. No, <laughs> <laughs> giving it a three point five would be too nice for me. And I was gonna give it a three. Okay. And I think I'm still okay giving it a three. Nah, because it's a solid movie. It. It's but it's I think solid, realistically, because yeah. we've spoken about how a, a three star movie is like solid, right? But I feel like there's aspects mm. of this, key aspects of this, that aren't necessarily solid, but more. And I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Mediocre. Uh, so I'm going to give and, it a 2.5. Uh, okay. 2.5 stars. Yeah. No, definitely. There is there is multiple things that, sure, are land flat, are mediocre, that don't... They, they're not... Uh, they don't ruin it all. At all. But yeah. they definitely lower it completely. Yes. To my book, two point five is a good average. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's exactly where it is. You mm-hmm. know, like it's not a yeah, waste of your time, but it's also not life changing. You know, it's a solid watch. Yeah. Like you're with your partner or with your parents or on your own, and you just want something that is more engaging than a stupid movie. But it's not as engaging as like, not engaging, but it doesn't require as much of your attention as something heavier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go in with the intention of watching the movie, but you're open to some Netflix and chill. If yeah, 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 Lovely. And after this sip, my cup of coffee is over. I hope I hope your cup of whatever agua um is completed also it is. and so is this episode of stowaway <sighs> always nice oh God. always nice to sit down and chat with you um Lovely. if you made it this far into the episode thank you so much for joining us on this week's journey into uh, a Netflix original, which I know hurts Agat a little bit every time that we try and talk about a Netflix movie. However, um, thank you for joining us. If you didn't know about it, we have a video version of this podcast. It's available on YouTube under the same name, Films and Fika. 
uh, we put work into it. It's a really nice little little production thing that we have going on. And if not, uh, we are available wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, clearly, you're listening to it right now. So that's pretty much all you need to know. If you're in iTunes, give us a five-star review. That's always nice. And if you're not, then just share the episode. Share the love. Share your love for movies with other people. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great day. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yes. More movies and more coffee coming to your local theater. <laughs>